So you want to go full-time in voiceover. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceAmp player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, and as always, back and ready once again to provide you with some actionable, practical advice that you can use to grow your voiceover business today. And I know that there are a lot of you that are going to really appreciate this episode and the story and the information that is shared in this episode. Now, just before we get there, are you enjoying the podcast? Are you enjoying these interviews, this new direction that the Everyday Vopreneur podcast is going? I would love it if you let me know. When you're listening to the podcast, would you do me a favor? Tag me in your Instagram stories, at Mark Scott. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know that you're learning. Let me know that you are enjoying the information that is being shared. So for a lot of voice actors, one of the end objectives is making the transition from part-time to full-time, leaving behind that day job, becoming master of your own destiny. And that is something that I have talked about on the podcast before. If you go back to episode 48, what is your exit strategy? And I'll link that in the show notes. You can go back and listen to that episode. I share some advice and some insights on how to make that transition from part-time to full-time. But my guest today is going to offer even more insight because he's someone who has done it and he is someone who has done it recently. And I wanted him to share his experience while everything was still fresh in his head. I know you're going to like this one. Many voice actors share a common goal to eventually turn part-time efforts into a successful full-time business. Some of us have done it, most of us in different ways and with different circumstances, My guest today is someone who has done it recently, and I wanted to hear about his journey while it was still fresh in his mind. I'm sure what he has to say will be motivating, enlightening, and inspiring for many of you. In addition to being a talented voice actor, he also has one of the best mustaches in the business, which could become a podcast episode in and of itself. Welcome to the show, Brandon Miller. Hey, thanks, Mark, for having me. The whole mustache thing, we are going to have to turn into a totally separate episode someday when we talk about how you are using that as a brilliant marketing tool for your voiceover business. You know, I just figured uh, that it's something that I have readily available, so let's talk about it. (laughs) That's right, right? Work with what you've got. So you have done what so many voice actors dream about doing. You have transitioned from part-time to full-time. Tell us a bit about what you were doing before and how you managed both the day job and the voiceover business initially. Sure, so... When I got started in voiceover, I mean, it was part-time, obviously, and I never once thought of it as a part-time job, not once. Even when I was doing it part-time, I I took it as um, this is a new career path for me, and I am 
I'm going to find a way to make it work. And I didn't have, I, I didn't know where to turn essentially, but as I was kind of going through everything and, and learning, you know, lots of podcasts out there, I eventually found Viopreneur and that was a huge, uh, step for me because there just wasn't a whole lot of information about how to market your voiceover business. There's tons of information about how to market a business, but I always felt like voiceover was just a little bit different. So I, I didn't really know exactly how to, how to tackle that. So uh, the podcast was a huge help for me. I started reading a bunch of books, taking a bunch of courses and different things. And as far as working a full-time job, I, so at that time I was working in the craft brewing industry and you know, most of the jobs within that industry, you're, you're not up at seven in the morning, ready for work and that sort of thing. So I would kind of leverage my time. I'd wake up at six or seven in the morning and I'd work till about, you know, maybe 10 o'clock for voiceover. Um, sometimes it was jobs. Sometimes it was uh, actually a lot of times it was, it was marketing. I mean, it was direct marketing, scary stuff, but, uh, but I, I learned a lot through, you know, playbook and, and a few other resources and the more I dove in part-time, the more I felt and saw myself pulling out of my day job mentally. Yeah. And that made it super hard. I have been in the craft brewing industry for over a decade and I thrived in that industry. Knowing that, uh, that I was leaving something I was really passionate about to dive into something that I'm also passionate about, it was really hard to have two passions for me. I think it's really telling when you say that, that you know, you, as you're working on the voiceover, you felt yourself pulling away from the other. I mean, that, that's very telling that you're probably moving in the right direction, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it was hard, obviously, you know, because, you, you, you know, depending on what, what job you had or career or how invested you were in your career, it ends up kind of defining you a little bit. Um, yeah. And it, some of your personality ends up being part of that industry. And that was true for me. And so, you know, I didn't know at the time, but looking back, yeah, there was for sure some identity issues and, you know, diving into voiceover where I just, I was a newbie, but I was a veteran in the craft beer industry, you know? So, so it was, it was hard to kind of redefine myself and, and also go into it knowing that voiceover doesn't define me. And that, that was something that, that I learned too, is that I define me yep. and voiceover is just something I do that brings me joy. One of the things that I love that you said was that you never thought of it as a part-time job, but you thought of it as a new career path, which to me says you were approaching it with a level of professionalism and, and commitment right out of the gate, right? It wasn't, it wasn't just a side hustle that you were working on. This was something that you were very intent on building and building the right way. And I think that's one of the reasons why you've been able to do it. Now, I know that it's only been a short time since you've made the transition from part-time to full-time, but... In that amount of time, what would you say has been the hardest part about making the switch? One of the tough things was actually ha having a conversation with my wife about wanting to make this transition and just feeling uneasy about it. And it really started to become reality, like more reality when I, when I started talking about it and, and, and saying, hey, this is what I want to do. And she's like, yeah, you're good at it. You, you need to do it. And so we came up with a plan for making it happen. And the transition, getting used to things. Honestly, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of difference between going from part-time to full-time just because of that mental switch that I made where I knew this was full-time for me. This was something I woke up in the morning and I tackled and now I just have some more hours in the day to do it. I, I can certainly understand the intimidation factor though of, you know, when you've got a day job, 
you've got a guaranteed paycheck, right? It's really easy to budget for a house, for a family, paying the bills, paying the mortgage, whatever, when you know what your paycheck's going to be every two weeks, as opposed to in voiceover, where you could have a record-breaking week or you could have complete crickets for a month. And that's just part of the ebb and flow of it. I could certainly understand how that would be a little bit intimidating, and I can imagine that that would be a challenging conversation to have. I know that's one of the things that I was grateful for when I made the transition. I made it out of necessity. My day job came to an end, and I didn't want to go find another one. But I was also on my own at that point. So, you know, there was a little bit less risk involved for me if everything fell apart because it was just me. So I could certainly understand where that would be a hard part. But then let's go to the flip side of that. Now that you've made the transition, what's been the best part so far? The best part is... I'm a person that likes to go as fast as I want doing the thing. And I, you know, felt like I was limited, you know, in, in all the past jobs I've had where it's like, no, I, I want to go. I, I want to create the opportunities. I want to, uh, I've been in sales like my whole life. And what I like about it is I set the pace. If I want to make more money, I'll go make more money. If I want more clients, I'll go get more clients. And I love doing that as somebody who's self-employed. That brings me a lot of satisfaction and it's fun. So it's nice to be the only one you've got to answer to, right? You you get yeah. to decide what my day looks like. You get to decide what my how are my hours are spent. You get to decide. I mean, you get to decide what your earning potential is going to be too, right? So it does uh, break off a lot of chains for sure when you are finally on your own and and kind of the master of your own destiny, so to speak. Yeah, I would say that having the flexibility to market the the way I want to create my own brand the way I want to and, and things like that. Yeah, it's super freeing to, to be able to do that and structure my days accordingly. But that is also a challenge in and, in and of itself, too. Yeah, for like sure. Try, trying to structure your day. Now, you mentioned that one of the hardest parts was just having that initial conversation with your wife, which I can certainly understand. So talk a little bit about the support that you are or maybe aren't getting from family and friends. Like I know for me, the first year or two when I was full time, Every time I saw any of my family and friends, they would always ask me, when are you going to go get a real job? When are you going to go get a real job? Because for most of them, they work a nine to five day job, right? They don't, none of them understood the idea of me running my own business, you know, working for myself. They, that It just didn't compute with them. And so the idea that I would be at home all day and, you know, quote unquote working, it just didn't process. And so they weren't very supportive in the beginning until I started making some decent money. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, wow, this is pretty impressive what you're doing right now. So what kind of support are you getting at this point? Yeah. So one of the challenges was at one time I was the breadwinner in our household. You know, I was the one that was bringing in money and that sort of thing. And we had a conversation before I got into voiceover that, you know, we're going to do something different and she's going to do that. And, and I'm going to pursue this uh, portion of the craft brewing industry. And that was great. But then now having to make this transition to not such a steady paycheck, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday, you know, you're always expecting a paycheck. It was certainly hard because it's a leap of faith in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good way to describe it. But the, the good news is that it's a leap of faith, but I've also got the history that I've, I've put into my voiceover business that I've overcome it. You know, I, I can have months where it's not so great and months where it's crazy great, you know, so... That's something that never goes away, by the way. We all have those months that are crazy great, and we all have those months where we're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Is this the beginning of the end of the industry? So uh, get ready to enjoy that ride for many more years to come. Now, what about making the switch? When did you decide 
now's the time. Was it when you hit a certain income level and you felt like you were safe to transition? Was there some other factor or factors that were involved? Because I know that's one of the hardest parts for people who are considering making that jump from part-time to full-time is trying to figure out when's the right time to do it. So what was the right time for you? There wasn't a whole lot of information out there for me when I wanted more information on how do I go from part-time to full-time in voiceover. A lot of the information out there was like, well, if you make $30,000, that's probably a good time to make the switch or, you know, put whatever amount you want on it. But it was always some sort of like, well, you got to make sure you're balancing your you know, expenses with this and that. And, and I thought, okay, well, that'll be my goal then. You know, when it was, uh, let's see, just before the pandemic hit, I felt like I was making a lot of headway with some direct marketing, some casting site stuff. And I thought, okay, I'm going to set my sights this year on, on going full-time. Well, the pandemic hit, not that it's an excuse or anything. It just caused some setbacks that were a blessing in disguise. And what I mean by that is that uh, it opened my eyes to other marketing avenues and, and uh, other ways to grow my business and, and actually get more laser focused on, on what it really means to go full time. And it wasn't until, you know, I took playbook and I got accepted into the mastermind group. And, and that was, um, that was a, a moment for me where I, I felt like I had the confidence, the focus, and I did put a number on it thinking that if I hit this amount, Frankly, if I, my goal was $25,000 and if I hit that, then I will feel comfortable stepping away and growing my business uh, from there and going full time. Didn't quite work out that way. And, uh, and that's okay. I, I kind of like how it all worked out, but the way I look back on it, I can see all these little moments where I was paying attention to opportunities along the way. The opportunities were finding things within my day job where I like, okay, well, I need another two hours to do some marketing. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk to my employer. Maybe I can you know, readjust my hours a little bit, you know, and I ended up working where I had Mondays and Tuesdays completely off. And so I was working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for them. And so Mondays and Tuesdays, those were my hardcore marketing days. I did a lot of marketing and that I think is what really helped, um, you know, spending between seven and 10 AM, the rest of those days working on the business. It wasn't until, um, I had a month where I made more money in voiceover than I did at my day job. And I thought, and I'm doing this part-time. Okay. This is some more evidence for me that if I have more time, I can make more money. I can build my business. Absolutely. So I noticed that I needed more time finding leads and that sort of thing. And, and you've talked about this on the podcast before about, um, you know, hiring a freelancer, a lead generator. I'm at work. I can't search for potential clients. So I would hire a freelancer and they would send me leads. And that was huge for me. I was able to just have a constant marketing plan every week and uh, build my client base. And that was great. I never ended up hitting that financial goal to make the transition to part-time or to full-time. And that's because I just had other, other things that popped up where there was a moment where I kind of got this ultimatum from my day job where they said, well, we kind of want to promote you. We know what you're doing on the side with your business. We think it's great, but we kind of need more of your attention. And I said, yeah, I totally get it. You guys deserve that. Unfortunately for you guys, I, I'm, I'm going to go grow my business. Yeah. And so I decided to make that change. I gave them like a three month notice. And that is really what, what kind of made me decide that, hey, it's time to really just start making this stuff happen here. 
So I found an opportunity. My wife and I found an opportunity to sell our home. It was a really good time in the market and we were going to make a profit on it. And I thought, okay, great. Let's do that. That'll, that'll help us out as we make this kind of transition. We were also building a house at the time and, and, and there was so many other things happening, but it was just kind of paying attention to those things, paying attention to ways to, to market your business through like LinkedIn, through other social media avenues like Instagram. And it's not an overnight thing. You know, like people often say like, oh man, you know, it, it seems like that person just came out of nowhere. Well, you know, they often say that it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. And I think that's 100% true. I, I look back to when I started and to where I am now and, you know, it doesn't feel that real, but I, I know what I did to get here. And it was just paying attention to those opportunities and, and just kind of like readjusting you know, and, and knowing that, yeah, in a year, I want to go full-time and marking out those goals and just making little steps along the way. One of the things that Brandon talks about a lot in this interview is the importance of doing the marketing. If you're going to go full-time and you're going to build this income for yourself, you're going to build this business for yourself, you have to be able to do the marketing. You have to be willing to do the marketing. Brandon took voiceover marketing playbook. He learned a lot from that course, and I know that it has been one of the tools that he has used to help him make his transition from part-time to full-time. You need to know how to get out there, find your own leads, build your own client base. That's how you become the consistently working voice actor you want to be. Are you interested in playbook? It's coming out again in January, January 5th to the 14th, 2022. A great opportunity to get not only the foundational information of how marketing works as a voice actor, but plenty of actionable, practical advice and strategies on how to market yourself as a voice actor, who to reach out to, what to say, where to find them. All of that stuff is in there. Again, playbook available January 5th through the 14th, 2022. Sign up, get the details voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That's voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now back to our show. You know, you said you, you searched for resources, like how do I know when to make the switch? You know, trying to find the information on that. And I think the big lesson in, in that is, I don't think there's a one size fits all approach to, to when is the right time to make the switch. I mean, you followed your story. You, you knew what you wanted to do. You saw the signs that were in front of you and kind of just let that play out how it did. It was the exact same thing for me, except that my story was totally different where my job came to an end. I got my walking papers, you know, six months after I started my dream radio job, I got downsized. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? I had no choice at that point. Now, if I had had a financial benchmark in mind of I've got to get to X number of dollars before I can make the transition full time over into voiceover, I would have been screwed at that point because I was making like zero dollars in radio now because I was officially laid off. My voiceover income was like, you know, I was making a few grand a year because I was just kind of doing it on the side. It was a hobby more than anything, really. I mean, I I was professional in how I handled myself, but I wasn't really devoted hardcore to it at that point. And so if I had been looking for certain benchmarks to hit, I probably would have ended up back in radio again. But then there's also something incredibly motivating about knowing I got no choice but to make this work. Like, this is it now. It's complete success or certain disaster, and, and there's something very motivating about that. So let me ask you, have you given yourself a window of, I'm going to do this for one year, and if I hit a certain point in one year, I'm going to keep going, 
But if I don't hit a certain point, maybe I'm going to consider looking for a day job. Have you thought about anything like that? Or is success the only option for you now? You're just 100% all in. Yeah, I'm 100% all in. I mean, <laughs> the, the worst case scenario, and this is for everybody, I think, is you got to go get a job. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's that's not the worst. I mean, like, I, I'm not losing my house. I'm not losing, you know, any, you know, the worst case scenario is to go get a job and have an employer and that sort of thing. But I think you can go further with that. I, th I think I think it's like, okay, the worst case scenario is you find an another route to stay self-employed. You yep. know, uh, there are other opportunities. There are things you could do with vlogging. There's things you could do with blogging. There's things you can do with so many other things to, to keep that kind of entrepreneurial spirit going. So if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. And you are still an entrepreneur and making a life for you and your family. I think something that you said really resonated with me because I remember thinking the exact same thing. I mean, I remember thinking, I'm going to give this a shot. Worst case scenario, I got to go work at McDonald's. And in the back of my mind, I just kept thinking, man, I, I do not want to go work at McDonald's, which then, of course, became incredibly motivating to actually get out there, do the marketing, find the clients, grow the business and, and make things work. So are there things that you've learned now since you've transitioned full time? that maybe you hadn't considered or thought of before you made the leap. You know, you, you're, you're looking back now, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Well, I, I enjoy the, the structure I've kind of built for myself since I've gone full-time. And I would say initially it was really tough figuring that out. I think people could fall into a depression for sure if, if you didn't have like a support system making that transition because you're kind of left with the whole day to yourself, right? And you're responsible for driving the business forward. So what I did is I had already had a structure built up when I was doing it part-time. So I put that in, in place and I thought, okay, great. I've got, I've already got this structured. So I don't feel like I'm helpless now that I have this day all to myself. It was kind of just like slowly building on it, you know, like, okay, I'll just do another hour of marketing here. I'll do, I'll make some social media videos here. I'll, um, take some coaching here. I'll learn a little bit more about Adobe Audition. I'll do this and that. And now I feel like I've got a little bit more of a, a structure where I, I, I know what I'm going to do every day and, and I'm comfortable and I like it. I think that's a really important observation too, because it's something that we don't often think of. You go from an office environment where you're surrounded by people. So you've got camaraderie, right? And maybe you get along with the people you work with. Maybe you don't, but still you're surrounded by people. There's a social element to it. You also have a manager or managers who you are answering to, who are checking in on you, who are holding you accountable to making sure that you get things done. And all of that goes away when you go to work for yourself. And so having some sort of system, having some sort of structure in place is absolutely essential. So for you then, what was easier? And maybe this is a two-part question. What was easier and what do you enjoy more, being an employee or being the employer? You know, they, they both have their, uh, their pros and their cons. I love being self-employed and I love making things happen for myself. It is incredibly easy, I think, to have an employer and just do the things, do the things they have on the list, check them off. Okay, done for the day. Looking back, that was easy. This is harder, but I know the things that are hard are the things that are moving my business forward. So I, I like this creating you know, creating this business and, and growing it and driving it in the direction that I want to go. You know, I don't have a, an employer telling me, nope, we're going this way. And you have to be okay with that. 
I think that's probably one of the hardest aspects for anybody who's considering transitioning from part-time into full-time. I really do think it's that employer versus employee mindset. Most of us are trained from a very young age how to be an employee. We're taught how to answer to somebody else. We're taught how to go find the day job, how to go work for somebody else. We're 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 raised in that environment. We work in that environment in our informative years, you know, as we get become teenagers and we're going to college and we're working at fast food or whatever it is that we're doing, right? Our whole life is just training us how to be an employee. And when you decide to go into business for yourself like this, you are the employer and it is hard and you do have to kick your own butt and you do have to hold yourself accountable and you do have to make sure that you're doing the things that you need to do. But the flip side of that is that the freedom and flexibility that comes along with it makes it worth the pain, so to speak, of of having to hold yourself to that level of responsibility. And that's where the the payoff for me has always come is just knowing that at the end of the day, I am in control of my business. I am in control of my time. I am in control of my earning potential. And so I live or die, succeed or fail off of me and and my efforts. And there's something almost romantic about that for me. You're also in control of your own creativity. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that that's that's something huge too. A lot of times, an employer is has a, a filter for your own creativity, yeah. and um, and I think it's important to you know I, I would love to see more entrepreneurs out there. You know, like there, there's so many people that I feel like that are just kind of held back from their creativity. That it's like, no, we need your creativity. Yep, always be willing to try something new, and when you're doing this, you always have the opportunity to try something new. So. Now that you do have complete control of your day, you have complete control of your time. I know you said that you've got a little bit of a a system that you had in place. Talk to us a little bit about that. What's your routine, your schedule? Is it everything strictly regimented? Is it all time blocks in a calendar? Is there a level of flexibility built into it? What is your, what is the structure of your day look like? Well, I'll I'll tell you what I, what I did part-time and and kind of how I implemented that here in full-time. So part-time, it was, my goal was to send 12 direct marketing emails a day. That was my goal before I got to my day job, whether it was a form of cold, warm email or a follow-up or whatever it may be. That was a goal I had for myself. And now that I'm I'm full-time, I still do something very similar where I send a certain amount of marketing emails per day, but you can only really do so much, you know, until you need to focus on some other aspect of your business. So for me, it's, you know, doing some coaching. So if I'm working with a, a coach on a commercial demo or something like that, or if it's um, learning more about the tech side of things, you know, I mean, th- the world of VO, there's always something new tech wise, and it's important to stay on the cutting edge. So um, I'm working on stuff like that. And a, a lot of it is, uh, is learning. Honestly, that is like a lot of my day is learning. Yeah. And I think, it, I don't think anybody should feel bad for spending some of your time learning and not going to get the client. The learning is what helps you go get the client. I mean, that's something that never changes. That's still a huge, actually, that's probably a bigger part of my day now than it was even in the beginning. Uh, And and that's just because the longer that I've done this, the more that I recognize the absolute importance of constant learning. And that doesn't mean that I'm spending multiple hours every day working with a coach, right? That could mean that I'm sitting down and reading a book on marketing or reading a book on social media, or I'm attending a a webinar on how to be more efficient in my CRM or whatever it is, right? There's a thousand different ways that you can learn, but all of that knowledge that you're bringing in, ultimately you find ways to invest it back into your business in some way. 
Yeah, I agree. And I, like you said about reading books, I mean, I would feel guilty about reading a book. I would feel like that is that I should be marketing and I shouldn't be reading this book. And I just think that that was a tough thing to get over. And now I find so, the value in it that I need that information to yep. get better at what I'm doing. Absolutely. Speaking of, give us your, your top couple book recommendations that have helped you as you've uh, built this full-time business or are working on building this full-time business. Are there a couple in particular that stand out for you? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, Think Rich, Grow Rich. Think, think uh, and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. That's right. That one was awesome. That I, I mean, I finished that that book on a plane once, and, and I've read it multiple times since. That, to me, is all about mindset. And you finish reading that book, and you're just like, get out of my way, world. <laughs> if I had to go Got back and, and point to one particular book that caused the biggest transition in my business, 100% Think and Grow Rich would be the book. Absolutely. Uh, another one is... Um, it's one called Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis. I don't, I don't know why that one really spoke to me at the time, but it gave me kind of a, uh, a feeling of, of freedom and not feeling like I need to walk on pins and needles when I'm creating content. I could tell that it's working for you because I see what's going on on your social media channels and, the, and all of the different types of content that you're creating. And it, as somebody who's watched that transition happen, you've gotten so much more comfortable and confident in that. So obviously that book definitely made a difference. What was the name of that one again? It's called Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis. Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis. I'll throw that in the mm -hmm. show notes too. So anybody wants to look that one up. For the person who is currently where you were a few months ago, maybe they've been thinking about making the switch. Maybe it's something that they dream about. Maybe they're just not 100% sure how to do it, when the right time is, whatever. What's some advice that you would give to somebody who is thinking about making that move? Well, if you're, if you have a partner, definitely talk to them about it often and talk about like the possibilities, you know, like, what do you think about go me going full-time doing this sort of thing, you know, and just kind of get their feelings, their opinions on it. Um, that that's super important. Nothing has to be perfect to make that transition. The only thing that you really have to have is the desire to do so, and really the support system, you know, th those are important. You know, another, another thing I was thinking, you got to pay attention to these opportunities. They're sneaky. And my wife and I, we didn't uh, think much about selling our home, but that was, that was huge. Um, there was lifestyle changes that I made. Well, I didn't have much of a social life to be honest, but uh, um, I think that's going to change a little bit, but you know, I, I made sacrifices that, that were hard and, but I knew they weren't forever. When it comes to, you know, going through the, the, the pain of, you know, I don't know, it could be waking up early and, and, and feeling dog tired and, and doing, doing your marketing. It could be uh, doing it late at night. It, you know, it could be, it could be knowing that, you know what, I got to save this money because I want to use this for this marketing course I want to take. And I know it's going to make me, it's going to level me up, but it's hard right now. All of the hard stuff is what changes your business. All the hard stuff is, is how you make those changes, make those moves. And one thing that I, uh, I have always used is, is kind of the, in 24 hours, I'm not going to feel like this. In one week, I'm not going to feel like this. In a month, I'm not going to feel like this. In a year, I'm not going to feel like this. And that's how I would, I would work with pain is that, oh man, th these six months are going to be so tough. Well, you know, in, in a month after that, it's not going to feel like that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's always the case. So that's been super helpful, helpful for me. I think that's absolutely key, right? It's short-term pain for long-term gain. 
you do a little extra now so that you don't have to do all the extra later. I think that's a big part of it. And something else that you said earlier that I think really resonated with me and I think people need to pay attention to as well is you, you made the comment about, you know, if if I can do this much, if I can earn this much money working part time, how much more could I grow my business if I actually had the time to devote to it full time? Right. And I sometimes we don't think of it that way, because when we're when you're thinking about making the transition from part time to full time, you're just thinking about, OK, well, here's my current day job salary and I'm going to lose that salary. And and that's that's kind of where the the thought process stops. It's just like, oh, crap, I just lost X amount of salary. And while that's absolutely valid, it is also important to look at the other side of the equation, which is if you can make X number of dollars or if you've been consistently making X number of dollars working away at your business, whatever it is, 5, 10, 15 hours a week, how much more can you scale up when you can actually give it a, a legitimate 40 or 50 hours a week to, to really start to grow? And I think that's a very important mindset to, to take into the transition as well. One of the things that held me back is that I thought that uh, I was moving into things prematurely. And I think that that's not quite the case. I think I think I was moving into things with the thought process of, just like you said, I'm things are already happening here. I just need more time to do these things. Yeah. And it will all fall into place. And that is kind of what's happening. I love it. I think there's a lot to unpack here for, for somebody. And I think the most important thing is there's no one right story. There, there's no one right way for how the transition happens. But paying attention to the signs is certainly a huge part of it, whether you're a person of faith and your your signs come from God or you believe in a sign from the universe or it's just some random thing that appears in front of you, whatever it is, somehow you you will see signs that will, will prompt you along the way to take this road or follow that path or contact this person or whatever it is. And I think that's a, certainly a big part of it. I know that was a big part of it for my transition as well. And now, you know, looking back, my only regret is that I wasn't brave enough to do it. 10 years sooner. Like legitimately, that is my my one big regret was I wish I had just been bold and brave enough to do it sooner. But maybe it wouldn't have worked then either because maybe the timing wasn't right. I totally agree with that. I mean, if I would have made the plunge back in 2011 when I was interested in voiceover for the first time, yeah, my life would be so different. So I'm actually glad that it didn't work out back then. But um, the other thing too that I will add on is that it really, it, it has to do with the people you surround yourself with too. Yeah. That magically just kind of elevates you. Yes. And I, I think um, I think that's super important and one of the things that helped me as well. I think that's one of the concepts from Think and Grow Rich too is, you know, just the idea of surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are who are going to lift you up as opposed to hold you back, which is so key. So Brandon, I appreciate you sharing your story. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, learn a little bit more about it, maybe they got a question they want to ask because they're thinking about making the same transition, where can we find you online? Oh, yeah. You can find me on uh, almost all the social handles at uh, Brandon Miller VO. And then you guys can go and you can check out the Instagram and you can see what we were talking about earlier with the mustache thing. And, and it'll all make sense when you when you get on this Instagram. Brandon, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thanks, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Brandon gave a lot of information for you to consider. There, there's a lot to let percolate. If you are in that place where you're trying to figure out, am I ready to go from part time to full time or what are the things that I need to be thinking about so that I can get ready to make that transition from part-time to full-time? I can tell you, based on my experience, that absolutely having a support structure of some form or fashion is going to be key, whether that's your family, your friends, a, 
a group that you're a part of or something like that. Uh, but a big part of it, too, is is just having that self-drive, that self-starter mentality that every day you're going to get up and you're going to go and you're going to do the thing and you're not going to make excuses, but you're ready to make things happen. What I love about what I have done for myself in my business, and I think that this re- resonates with Brandon, too, ultimately, you are in control. You get to control your time. You get to control who you work with. You get to control the jobs that you work on. You get to control the types of clients and and the types of relationships that you create and you nurture. And based on how hard you're willing to work, you ultimately get to control what your income level is too. There's something pretty amazing about that. If you are in that place where you're thinking about making that transition, I hope you've been inspired by this episode and by Brandon's story. Let him know that you are listening. If you are enjoying it, tag us in your Instagram stories. Brandon is at Brandon Miller VO. I'm at Mark Scott. I'm going to throw that in the show notes as well. Make sure that you tag us both. Let us know that you enjoyed this and let us know about how it's going on your journey as you prepare to transition from part-time to full-time or maybe as you've already made that transition. We'd love to hear from you too. At Brandon Miller VO on Instagram and at Mark Scott. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday VOpreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Voice Sam Player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicezam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicezam.com slash markscott. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.